everyone. Welcome back to The Radical Road. It's Matt and Jess. And this week we talk about idols. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road. Twitter, at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website, ontheradicalroad.com, and email us your questions or comments to Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Ooh, idols. Hey, everyone. How's all of our rad roadies out there? Probably pretty good. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. <laughs> Glad to have you guys back. We've been burning up the countryside. Sure have. I think I'm about to break some sort of record. Are you burning up the countryside or are you freezing along the countryside? Well, it's an expression. <laughs> so I'm burning up in the the countryside in the meaning that... I'm like logging all these miles this month, but it's freezing up here, up in the north. Yes, it is freezing but and we, it's icy. But we really haven't taken a day off this month. No. We've been going the whole time. Ready. We stopped in Georgia for like. Just a day and a half. Well, it wasn't even a day and a half because I didn't even get a 34 hour reset in. Yeah. And then we stopped briefly. In Iowa, and you got your hair done. But other than that, we've just been going. I think it's time for a break. It is. It is time. We got a lot going, though. Yeah. I don't know. Do we need to freshen everybody up? I don't know what's been going on. I don't know. You tell me, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been burning up the countryside. I'm not sure what you do most days. I know you're over there doing stuff on your phone and doing stuff on the computer and burning through all my pens. (laughs) Note-taking. On notes and stuff, but... Yeah. I don't know. We've just been doing our thing out here. It's been busy visiting people, stopping and talking to people, and now we've taken on the Rad Group. Yes, love the Rad Group. Have we even mentioned this in the podcast? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Couple times now. I get confused sometimes. Yeah. Rad group is our um, radiance attacking demonic. It's our deliverance group. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun. Just the group is really connecting and it's like a community of people from across the country that are bonding and utilizing each other. So, and their knowledge. It's a really good group, too. Yeah. Really good group. Gifted group. So, that's exciting. Yeah. But, you know, we went down to Georgia. We went to Florida. I'm kind of missing that a little bit now. Yeah, it was so nice down there. We woke up in Montana this morning and it was minus eight degrees. (laughs) And it had snowed, like a big snowstorm had went across the northwest. So basically, you know, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Nebraska, South Dakota, like this big monster storm. So we've been driving in snow for the last few days. People are not very smart. No, they blow by us, cut us off, and then you see them in the ditch like half hour later. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen semis in the ditch. We've watched cars spin out in front of us. Slow down, people. Slow down. Yeah. (laughs) 
And it's so cool because all of our Radarotis out there on social media are like, drive safe, be safe. And we so appreciate your um, thoughts, your prayers, your concerns. Um, we love each and every one of you guys, but we definitely don't roll down the road in fear for sure, because we are praying every day that God's angels just surround this truck, the trailer, the equipment, and us. And we don't lack in faith one single bit. We know that those angels are definitely taking care of us so that God's got us and he's got us covered in his blood. I feel protected. Yeah. Um, it's the other people that, you know, it's not us. It's the other people you really got. to. Well, I'm not going to lie. Today was nerve wracking. We're driving on pure, like the, it snowed. And then, of course, they tried to plow it. But apparently enough cars had driven over it. You're basically on top of uh, at least an inch thick of packed snow and ice on the entire interstate. So there's these big, long sections of you're not even touching pavement. And I'm like, okay, people, I'm, I weigh 100,000 pounds here and I'm going slow. But it still takes me a very long time to get that thing slowed down because you hit the brakes too hard and you're gone. You know, yeah. like all that weight just pushes you. People don't understand that. So it's more about other people than it is me. Like there's enough weight to keep me planted on the ground. But when it comes to stopping, like I got to keep my distance from people because, but even then they're like pulling in front of me, hitting the brakes, trying to get off an exit ramp or something. It's like, do you understand what's going on back here, people? I don't think they get it, but. So yesterday was cool because, well, not cool, I guess probably not a term I should use, but to describe what happened. But Matt had to stop because he had to chain up. So there's all these semi-trucks over on the right-hand side of the highway before you go up through the pass to chain up. And we're sitting here in our in our in in the semi watching this young guy in a U-Haul. And he's pulling a trailer with a car. And a truck driver is trying to help him turn around. Because he didn't want to go up the pass. He, he decided it was against his best interest to try to climb the mountain with a bunch of snow on it. Yeah. So he's going to turn around. He's going to turn around. But he wasn't, uh, he wasn't like one of us. Like, he didn't know how to back up very well. Right. So there was a guy trying to help him. but. So he got himself in a hurry because a semi was coming down the pass. And I think he was hurrying to get out of the semi's way. Well, when he did that, he went into the ditch with the U-Haul and the, the trailer. Well, um, I just started praying right away. I was like, oh, dear Jesus, please help him get that out. I don't know how he's going to get it out, but you do the impossible. Please send your angels to help him. Next thing you know, this Ford truck comes up and it's a family in the truck and they're like going to try to help him. But the truck just wasn't powerful enough, the first truck. Um, and so then I'm like, oh, man. So I start praying again. I'm like, Lord, he's so discouraged. He just needs help. He's by himself. Could you just send some angels and help him? And I just felt helpless. Matt couldn't obviously help him uh, because, you know, you don't want to get a semi in the way of all that. That would be even messier. Well, we had a big John Deere tractor on there, and I kind of joked. I'm like, we could just pull the tractor off the trailer and pull him out. That'd be... But two problems with that. Number one, knowing my luck, 
somebody would slam into the brand new John Deere tractor and then I'm fired because I'm an idiot. Or the thing would run out of fuel because they put about a thimble full of fuel on there so you can in in the tractor so you can pretty much load it and unload it and you're done. So I'm like, if I pull this thing off and go over there and pull them out, the thing's going to run out of fuel. It's going to be a disaster. How do I explain that? <laughs> uh. So God helped me to make a good decision there. But we were still like, because we watched the whole thing and we're like, oh, that sucks because it was super cold <laughs> I too. I know. <laughs> and so anyway, then a second truck comes by um, with a couple, an um, older couple in the, the truck and he he did the job. His Ford had the power and pulled the U-Haul right out of the ditch. And then... Well, it had the power, the weight, and the big honking tires on it. It was some yeah. model I've never even seen before or heard yep. of. But it was a nice little truck. And he pulled that pulled him right out of there like it was nothing. Yep. And then he pulled the trailer out with his truck. And then they put, they put it back on the hitch. And he was off. And I have the video on our Instagram if you guys... Want to go look at the reels. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I'm chaining the stupid truck, which if no one knows what that means, basically, you know, it's law in a bunch of these Western states that as a truck driver, you have to carry a certain amount of chains that you put on your tires. So if you are going through the mountains and it snows a bunch, you don't get stuck. You slap these chains on, you can pretty much drive through anything, but uh, they're a pain in the butt to put on number one and most states you can't even they won't allow oversized to chain up and go over passes they just make you sit but in montana they allow you to chain up and go over the pass so i get the pass the lights are flashing and i'm like and if you don't do it it's a huge fine and i'm like we can't sit here i gotta break i gotta break the record this month i got this record in front of me i want to break it goals <laughs> The man's got goals, everybody. He's got goals. Proud so, of my man that he has goals. So you chain the truck, you go over the stupid mountain, you take the chains off, and then you go to the next mountain and you chain up again and go over that mountain and take off the chains. It was not a fun day for Matt. but No, it wasn't. I felt bad for you. But we got to where we needed to get But it going. definitely shows what the men and women in the trucking industry have to do to get the supplies provided on shelves or, you know, out in the fields, um, like get things moving across the country it's, to have to do that. It's not always about putting your foot on the floor. No. And unfortunately, some of these guys are not trained very well in what you're supposed to do when you chain. So we actually got down the mountain, went a few miles on the dry concrete and a driver had left his chains on his vehicle and blew up all four trailer tires on one side of the trailer. So he's sitting on the side of the road. That's a I'm bad like, day. That's a bad day. Especially in the cold weather. That's an expensive day. And I just felt bad for him because, like, he probably just didn't know. Like, no one probably told him, like, no. you got to take the chains off. You can't be driving 60 mile an hour with chains on. You blow everything up. And then you're supposed to, you have to put them on the right way, too. But um, so I felt bad for him. But. Yeah. So, should we talk about idols? Well, apparently that's a topic, so I guess that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, the reason why we're talking about idols is because 
it was probably a good month, month and a half ago. God really spoke to my heart um, when I was praying to him about what we should uh, speak about as a topic, what's on his heart, what presses on his heart that should press on our heart and to get it out um, on an episode. And idols was very clear to me. Um, He spoke to me about idols. So first of all, I would like to just explain to everyone, you know, a lot of times what, when we think of idols, we tend to think of like the golden calf, right? Or wooden statues that you hear about when you read the Bible or you just randomly hear about or images of other gods. Or American Idol. Or American Idol. (laughs) 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 Or um, like New Age, mysticism, just any sort of gods. Billy Idol. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Idol. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) I was a Billy Idol fan. I, don't, I probably should be embarrassed about that, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you probably should be. That just is like aging you. Uh, we should stop now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ages me, and I don't think that was exactly Christian music either. Uh-uh. Um, but we certainly don't think we have modern-day idols in Western culture, but idolatry is actually surprisingly modern and very prevalent in today's culture. It's extremely prevalent. Um. You know, I kind of want to, like, make a comment first, though, because, you know, of course, we don't sit down and just randomly start talking about things. You know, God puts things on our hearts. We do a little research. Um, We kind of determine how we somewhat want this thing to go. But, uh, you know, I started looking at the Bible. I don't know how I missed this, but, like, do you know how many times idols are mentioned in the Bible? Like, it's unbelievable. I didn't do a count, but oh. I'm like, holy cow. I did not that realize. That could be an idol. <laughs> that could be an idol. <laughs> so anyway, my point is, is like, anytime you see something in the Bible a lot, like it's mentioned a lot of times, it usually means it's very important. Yes. And for a very important reason. Important to our father. Um. Yeah. So I started thinking about that, like, well, why is it so important that he wants us to understand idols and how it impacts our life, right? Um, so I started putting a lot of thought about that. We'll kind of dive into that. Okay. But uh, yeah. did you want to say something? Yeah. So um, actually, I feel like the author, Tim Keller, he has a really good description of what an idol is in his book, Counterfoot counterfeit gods an idol is anything more important to you than god anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than god and anything that you seek to give you what only god can give you so god is our true source he fulfills us in all areas um, with everything we need he um he is eternal he delivers the fruits of the spirit And so we can get everything we need from him, but we don't realize that oftentimes in our day to day. And we tend to put things priority over him without even realizing that we're making them more important than him. And real quick, just basic dictionary definition of idolatry. 
um, is a blind or excessive devotion to something. And I also like this uh, this description too. The worship of idols or images, more generally, the paying of divine honors to any created object. So basically it's about something that you get completely invested in as a Christian and a person that reads the Bible, it's about putting energy and devotion into something other than God. Yeah. Like if you're obsessed with something in your life or focused on something in your life that you're, it's like you're fixated on something that's really important to you and you put that over priority over God. Like if, 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 if you sit and think about when you ask someone about you, what would they say? Like, what's most important to your heart, right? Are they going to say that God is most important to your heart? Faith is more most important to your heart? Or are they going to say something else? Because there's many things that can be considered idols today. Oh, it's so many things. So many things. And even feelings I can could, be idols. I our could, own feelings. I could probably rattle off a hundred things. Yeah. So I'm going to give some examples. Yeah. So even money can be an idol. Like, um, it doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, or you're in between. Money can be an idol that quickly entraps us. I mean, we're just so, we can get so laser beam focused on money and how do we get more money? How do we make more money? How do we save money? How do we focus or how do we invest money? Like, it's all about money, right? Some people, it's all about getting rich, right? Or the very, having something. It's a very common one, actually. It's a very common one, yes. Um, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of emphasis, especially in this country, about success is def- defined by how much money you have, you know, what career you're in that accumulates money the fastest, whatever. Well, and that's um, the other thing. Like, if you're an entrepreneur and you own a business— your business can become your idol. Right. Like if you're ultra focused on your business and your goals and everything that comes along with your business before God, then that becomes your idol. And I will say out of my own past, um, I made my salon my idol without even realizing it at the time I was in it. I was like in the middle of this thing, man, I was just going at it. I was successful for, um, years, but I owned my salon for 10, my salon and spa for 10 years and had a great name. It did well. And I got caught up in that. I got caught up with just how well it was doing. Just got caught up with the people that worked for me, got caught up with what I needed to do next, what my goals were. Um, how was I going to, stay on top of the industry. You know, it was just like, I soaked myself into that salon and spa daily. Like it's all I thought about. It's all I lived and breathed really other than Ellie, my daughter, but you know, it became my idol without even me realizing that that's what it, what was happening. And, you know, uh, God taught me in that situation too. Like, so you have to be careful when you make things your idol because God will, he'll show you who, who he is. Well, the other thing is too, you know, you look at business specifically, since we're kind of on this topic, you know, both of us 
started a business in Utah. It was a cleaning business. And we went full in on this thing, like a couple of psych, psychotic people where we're just like working every day, um, just trying to build this thing up. You know, at the time when we were sitting in the middle of it, we were like, okay, God, we want you in this business. We want to build this thing up. And I kind of almost felt like at a point, we were almost blocking our blessing with that because, you know, what I've learned now, looking back on that, what needed to happen was any of our decision-making process that should, if we were truly in partnership with God and wanted him to be CEO of that business, we would have brought more decisions to him rather than us forcing them in our own flesh, right? Like, Yeah. However, I do feel like the cleaning business was not my idol. Like I had learned my lesson with the no. salon. My point so. is though, there's a fine line there, right? Yes. Like between being obsessed with it and doing it for the kingdom. So, you know, we're pushing this thing so hard because we want it to be a kingdom business. We want to bless other people that we're almost blocking the blessing of it. But he he had other plans for us in that anyway. So when we kind of stepped back and said, hey, you know, God, what do you want us to do with this? He actually gave us a different path, which was the radical road. Right. And then he blessed that transaction when we when we uh, sold it. But, you know, my point is here is like, when we get obsessed with something, we can block the supernatural blessing that God can bring into that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to make that point, especially around business. And and that's true with, you know, anything. Um, I know we're going to talk about a few different things here. So I'll bring up one. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole social media thing is an idol. I think that's a big one in today's culture where people are just obsessed with their, everybody says their phones, but it's not the phones. It's the social media. That's what everybody's on. So I'm like, there's so many people that are just entrapped in this thing because they've made it an idol that, that they're not getting their purpose revealed to them. They haven't, you know right, what I mean? Right. And what I, you know, so here's the difference. If you're if you're one of those people out there that is nonstop on social media all day long, but yet you're whining and complaining that you're that God's not answering your prayers or blessing you in certain areas, but yet you're not even in the word, you're not even in the Bible, or you're not praying, like that shows you where your focus is. Yeah, where your priorities. Where your priorities are. So if you're not going to be getting into this relationship with God, you're not going to be even digging into his word because you say you don't have time, but yet you spend all this time on social media. Social media is your idol. You know, people are spending hours and hours on it. Yeah. So don't say you don't have time because you do actually have time. If you just cut the social media shorter and you got into the word, then things will start moving and shifting in your, in your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. That one's a big one for me. I could talk about the whole social media thing probably for hours because it just, you can tell it has people just trapped. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because 
if you're spending all your time doing that, you're not living out your purpose. And I can assure you that God's purpose for you is not staring at a phone screen. Right. Like that's not how he works. <laughs> like, right. But. Uh, so another one that, and listen, you know, Matt and I are not perfect. We've had our fair share of idols in our life. And that's why I think it's important that we're discussing this because, you know, there's grace. God has grace. That's why he died on the cross is there's grace for each one one of us and we can break free of the idols that we're entrapped with. And Matt and I have broke free of quite a few idols from our past. You know, I think I'm pretty solid now. We're, yeah. We're not <laughs> we're just saying, you know, we've been there, we've done that, that whole thing. But another one that's big that kind of goes along with social media and that social media actually kind of causes it is physical appearance. People get caught up in their physical appearance. How do I look younger? How do I look better? How do I look thinner? What can I do for Botox? What can I do for fillers? What can I do to my hair? Um, people get caught up with gym life, diets, right? They get just micro-focused on the lifestyle of appearance that they take away time from who spending time with God and knowing that yeah, we do. We are supposed to take care of our temples. Like God gave us a temple and he wants us to take care of it and he wants us to honor it and cherish it. But he's kind of ironic, but he wants us to come to him first before we do that. Yep. So, you know, the reason I say that is because people put so much effort into how they look externally in terms of their clothing and their hair and, makeup and all these things, but in terms of taking care of their actual physical body, like that's a problem in this country. Like obesity is out of control in this country and no one wants to talk about that. So food's an idol for a lot of people also. Yeah, food, diets, um, even just people that get micro-focused on the kind of diet they're supposed to be on, the kind of foods they're supposed to eat, Right. But it's interesting what the world will tell you because I had, that was actually one of my idols. Like, I like to dress nice. Like, I spent some money on some clothes, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> and I thought and I- And not that you shouldn't look good, but we should put God first. Right. Before all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I thought I was bad until I met my wife and saw her closet. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is out of control. Yes, clothing um, was an idol. But as a but as a man, I was definitely out of control. I don't know, like I, I'm definitely over I can say we're definitely over the I'm whole, definitely over yeah. that. I just bought a yeah. couple t shirts from the Walmart, which I would have never done before. Like, like and that, oftentimes that would have been beneath me. Oftentimes you're like you're drawn to certain idols because there's something rooted inside of you. That goes deeper. Like you're putting your focus on those things to cover up for something that's going on in your inner man. Well, right? the, and then a lot of it too is just that the world will tell you things that'll bring you happiness that are not true. Right. And they're temporary fixes. They're not true. Right. They're temporary fixes. Oh, if you go out and buy this new dress or this new shirt and you're just going to look so snazzy, it's going to make you feel better. Well, it makes you feel better for a few seconds until you have to pay the credit card bill that you just spent okay. all this garbage on right and it's never going to replace the everlasting joy that we can get from god actually 
Yeah. Like he's the true healer. There's something, there's a root to why you're focused on an idol. And this could be sports. Like for men, this is sports or race, race, NASCAR, like racing um, or gambling for people. Like these are all idols that there's something rooted where you're trying to take your focus off something and it ends up being God and you're focused on something else that becomes very, very important to you. And we're talking about when it gets out of control too. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You should look nice. You should feel good about yourself. Yeah. You should put on a nice shirt every once in a while. I look like a homeless guy right now, but you know, I don't want to be like this. I'm letting my hair grow out so I can have a sharp new stylish do. But you know, that's not, we're, we're not saying that you should step away from these things. What we're saying is, when, you Moderation. Put, when you're positioning these things in front of God to the point of obsession and you're soaking dollars and time into things that really don't do anything in your life, I guess. Right. Um, you're just prioritizing them over him. If you are constantly catching yourself saying, well, I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to worship. I don't have time to pray. Like, if you don't have time for God, like, what if he said that to you? What if he said, I don't have time for you? And like Matt made a good point last week. He said, you know, we show up. Jesus showed up to the cross. He could have been like, you know, this whole dying thing isn't for me. I think I might just head over to the bar. Want to bounce, go hit the local pub. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing is we, we need to make him priority and then he'll make us he, he already is making us priority, but he will, he will make us priority to where we will receive the blessings and the answered prayers. And we'll see the love and the fruit. What are some more things? I had like a whole list in my head. Like there's some that are not as obvious to people. Like gaming for young adults is an obvious one. Yeah. Like that's an obvious, like you see the obsession in that with a lot of young adults, young men. To the point where I've heard women complaining about these young men. I can't find a good guy. All they want to do is gaming and stuff, which isn't 100% accurate. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. Like, young women are noticing these idols in young men to where they can't even find a good date. Like, <laughs> yeah, my man would rather sit at home and, and play I don't know any of these games, so I can't give you an example. But <laughs> Yeah, but even things like self-centeredness, like feelings too, even things that aren't um, physical, you know, they're, they're emotional. They can become idols too. When we start think, just when we start becoming self-centered and thinking about ourselves only, we're putting ourselves before God. So, do you know, and do you know what God says about idols? If you go into Exodus 23, it says he commands that there be no other gods before him. He also clearly tells us that he is the Lord and there is no other in Isaiah 45, 5. Yeah, there's tons of scripture on idols. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I focused in on, but. Um, God speaks to Ezekiel and says, son of man, These leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They have embraced things that will make them fall into sin. Why should I listen to their requests? 
Ezekiel 14, 3. So did you hear that? Why should I listen to their request? So that's what we were saying earlier. You're going to go into prayer and you're going to have all these requests. Well, God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Why aren't you answering my prayers? But are you even looking at yourself to see what your idols are before him? Right. Uh, Jonah 2.8, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. I thought that one was powerful because, yeah. you know, I think about like, like an example of God's love towards people, kind of like a marriage almost. God's sitting there going, well, you don't have any time for me. You're putting all your focus in this. I think about men who get focused on like sports or hunting or something and they don't spend hunting is a big idol and they don't spend time with their wives yes. and then they wonder why their marriage sucks like because they're putting focus into this one thing so much it's blocking the love from their wife it's kind of the same concept with god right like right if you're not putting him as a the priority you're blocking the love that he would give to you when you just said it, and it says this in Ezekiel 14, 3, as I just said, they have embraced things that will make them fall into sin. So let's take that example that you just brought up. If men are out there fishing and hunting and focused on that all the time or whatever it is, the hobby, same with women, whatever their hobby is, shopping, whatever, if they have embraced those things, it will, it will make them fall into sin we wouldn't be putting our spouses first. We put those things first. This is, we're saying if this was a repetitive behavior, okay? This is not saying if you want to go hunting and fishing every now and then, or if you want to go shopping every now and then. This is a repetitive behavior that that you can fall into sin then. Right. Yeah. So the one that blows my mind more than anything is people idolizing other people specifically sports figures movie stars today's world it's tiktokers and influencers and i'm just like why why are you putting these people up on a pedestal for the job that they do i mean i love a movie as much as the next guy but i don't sit there and fawn over tom hanks or you know whoever and go oh they're the most amazing person ever. I'm like, number one, you don't even know these people. There's no intimate connection to where you would actually know who these people are and what they're really about. So it goes back to the, the definition of idolatry. You blindly go into this obsessing over somebody that you really don't even know. Right. And I understood this from a very young age and I don't know why because I'm like why are people making such a big deal out of such and such a person you know like I never understood it I still don't understand it um, and that was before I even was a Christian like I didn't even know who God was and I'm like why are people putting other people up on a pedestal so I'm with you on that because back in uh, 2007, I worked on a movie doing hair, and, um, the movie Final Season. And um, I actually had to submit a resume to be able to work in the uh, trailer, right, with the rest of um, 
the big stars, the big stars, the leading roles that were um, in this movie. And so I, I was in the trailer with um, the director of hair and another stylist and we were in there. So we were doing um, Sean Astin's hair from uh, the Goonies, Rachel Lee Cook, Danielle Savre. So we were doing all these, you know, name, big name stars. But to me, it didn't even, it, I didn't even care. Like it wasn't even a big deal to me. Like I wasn't big dealing them. I've never got starstruck. I've never made them idols. I've never been that groupie type that's made them idols because to me, they're people just like you and I. And they completely are. Now, if God walked into the trailer or Jesus walked into the trailer, that's a whole different story. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, these people obviously have a platform, right? So they have visibility that common people don't have so they're recognizable to a they lot just have of have a really cool job yeah they're recognizable to people so i get that but you know like i think about this gymnast from lsu right now she has to have a security team to go to gym gymnastic meets and this is at the college level because these people are going bananas over her. i'm like like, what is going on? Like, who is this woman? Like, I don't get it. And I, you know, and here again, this is where it's a fine line again. Like, this woman could be a role model to young women, you know, to strive for and have goals in your life and whatnot. But uh, when it becomes this obsession where these people are like chasing her, her around, like it's absolutely bananas. But that could... We don't know her. We don't know her. But that could be her idol, right? That she likes the attention. Yeah, I don't know her at all. Right. But it could be, right? I just saw it I'm on just the news. I'm just saying in, in a situation, let's say, what if this could be her idol too, that she likes the attention because she does keep up on her social media. Right. And then you know, it draws in the men, right? And the men are making her an idol. Right. So... That's a very complex thing. It's very complex, um, yeah. To talk about. I don't know if and we, should, we don't have any room to judge or anything. I, I don't know if we should so, get into that because, no. you know, there's this whole thing of she's trying to create a brand and all this so that, you know, she could make a living off of this. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's a healthy thing or not, but right. when you start putting all these things in front of God, like, you can't be surprised if Satan steps in somewhere. Right. Takes control of certain parts of your life. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to avoid, basically, is like, how do I not mess up my blessing from God? How do I not mess up my purpose? How do I not open up doors to the enemy? Right. Because I'm so focused on something that really isn't that important. Gymnastics is cool, but on the importance level, it really is nothing. Like... It's exercise. Yeah. Tremendous athletes. Yeah. They do amazing things like. Well, your daughter was a good gymnast. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of young girls. It's yeah. great. It builds confidence. I love sports. I love sports and what it can so do. Do, do for people. But man, when you start taking people, you know, gymnasts, basketball players, football players that are playing games. And now you're obsessed over these people because of what they're doing and looking at your life going, Oh, I wish I had this. Believe me, 
if you follow what God's purpose is for you, you will be so much happier than what the majority of these people are. I mean, that's what I've learned in the short time um, I've been a Christian is like, okay, Matt, just get out of your own way for a minute. What's God got for you? And once you start stepping into that, that's when you start finding the joy, right? Right. Um, and and God wants, he's created sports. He's created physical appearance. He's created, you know, businesses. He's created, he has so many creations, right? That he's wants us to enjoy. He's brought heaven to earth. Right. He wants us to enjoy the things he puts in our lives and blesses us with. But he wants to come first. Yes. He wants to be the main squeeze. And this goes back to my earlier comment about the Bible having so many, so much scripture that has idols in it. You know, first and foremost, he wants you to look to him. But, you know, just because he created something doesn't mean that it can't be, can't get into an evil side of things where. Right your life's being controlled by things. Um, I even think of like part, you know, partying that becomes an idol. I remember in high school when I'm like, I got to go to the parties because the next party, because yeah. that's where you're going to get visibility with people. And that's where you'll meet girls. And like, I was almost obsessed with like, where was it that weekend? Um, that's a dangerous way to live. Yeah. Like, you're seeing things in colleges right now where deaths are happening because people are just like obsessed with this kind of cult culture, the drinking culture, whatever you want to call it. So let culture. me ask you a question, Matt. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if someone out there in our audience, um, one of our rad roadies realizes that they have uh, um, idol that's come to mind as we've been talking today, what would you suggest? That's a loaded question. How about repent it? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the reason I say that's a loaded question is because, you know, a lot of these things is not like a snap of the finger. It's done, you know, move on and I'm good. Like there's a whole process in some of this, some of these things, because some of these idols can be deeply rooted in things yeah. Um, but definitely like, you know, finding Jesus, finding a good church, finding a good community within that church to pour into you. But let's say they Repentance. already are. I think just recognizing what the idol is. Right. Renouncing it, owning it. Yeah. Right. And then repenting it, get on your knees and just repenting it over and giving it to Jesus saying, Lord, I'm so sorry. I have put this idol and name it in front of you. And that's a future podcast because it wasn't until this season of the Radical Road that I understood the power of repentance. Like, it is such a powerful thing and completely shift your life. I found that through my own deliverance. But uh, I feel like that's another discussion. But, you know, repentance is a huge piece of the puzzle that I was missing for some reason. Um, it wasn't getting talked about a lot just in the spaces that I was in, but man, once we started doing deliverance and see 
the power of repentance in that process and then having having it in my own deliverance yeah it's a it's a very very valuable piece of the puzzle so i'll just say given that one of my idols was clothing and i felt the need to shop nonstop to fill a void emotionally this is before even matt um but because I wasn't getting what I needed emotionally in my life and I wasn't turning to God, I was shopping to feel better, to, to get that temporary fix. And it did feel good. And I had a whole closet full of clothes that made me feel good. And so, you know, I would say once I recognized what I was doing and that I actually was filling that void with clothes and I was replacing God with that. And I faced my emotions. I faced what my, what, how I felt and I repented it. I re I owned it and I repented it to God. And, um, I will tell you my own personal experiences. Like it feels so good not to feel like I have to have something brand new on or, to look the sharpest everywhere I go, um, to have a new outfit on in every single picture that I'm in. Like, I, I don't have that need anymore. I don't have that desire anymore. God fills that every need. Like God loves me for who I am. He loves the way I look. He, my identity is in him. And so it just feels so good. That's just one example of an idol that has been released and how I filled that void with God and how I feel now. And so you all can have that too in whatever idol it is that you have in your lives. And I just want to add one little thing to this because I feel like it makes an important point was that I remember the first time I saw your closet and I don't remember how I said it exactly but I kind of alluded to the fact of this might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a department store. <laughs> I was like, she basically shelled out a whole room and made it into a giant closet. I was like, whoa, this is something. Yeah. But, you know, it was pretty early on when we were dating. So I'm like. And listen, I still love to look nice. I still like. To feel like a woman and feel good and look nice. And, right. you know, if I go to events, I like to look nice, but it's not my focus. Right. No, I get that. It's a diff It comes from a different heart intent. But, you know, I just remember that moment because as a man, I'm thinking two things like, is this going to be a problem? Is this a problem or is this going to be a problem for me? <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think I want to fund this, but... um <laughs> But I asked, I kind of alluded uh, to the fact that this might be a problem. And I remember exactly what you told me. You were like, well, my job requires me to look a certain way or whatever. And I just remember hearing that and I was like, that's eh, a BS excuse. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so my point in bringing this up was, you know, if you find yourself making excuses like that, yes. maybe there's something more to it than just like, a hobby. That's a good point. Matt. So I just wanted to bring that up. It's very true. I yeah. did have every excuse in the book for it to cover. 
<laughs> but anyway, we, we're running out of time, everybody. Um, we would like to pray over this topic, um, over all of you listeners um, that have chimed in with us today. So, um, Matt, would you like to pray tonight? Yeah. All right. I feel like go. he steals the thunder all the time. No. <laughs> all right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this podcast. We thank you for this platform and the the ability to bring your word to this audience, Father God. We thank you for being part of it, being present in it. We just thank you for the audience, Father God. Lord, as we have discussed IELTS tonight, I just want to remind everybody and just praise you and thank you because you're number one in our lives, Father God. You're number one and that's where you should be and where we put you, Father God. Everything else is secondary to you. Lord, I just ask that anybody that's struggling with idolatry, putting things ahead of you, I just ask that you intervene in their life, Father God, and give them the courage to recognize it and repent from it and seek you, Father God. Lord, I just thank you for this topic and and bringing your word in this in this moment. And Lord, I just ask that you bless this audience and everybody that's listening. And we love you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. Until next week. Until next week. We'll see you on the road. See you on the road.